Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Party time! Excellent! Everybody and welcome to Distorted Nation. Hi, everybody. I am Secor. I'm Pinky, and I'm producer Jade. We are back. We survived first festival, and it was amazing. Very much so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm still shaking it off. My feet, like wearing Converse all day. In, in in doing work like hard manual labor is 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 not a good mixture like there's not really that much support in converse <laughs> no 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 there's not thanks for the uh heads up there pinky if you would have consulted me before you picked out your wardrobe i could have told you this yeah but then i wouldn't you know like have like my awesome rad style of clothes if yeah. i wasn't wearing my converse you could have wore your. I mean, I was wearing my hooded vest with my shorts. So, no, I would never wear Crocs. Why not? Because they were in style in like 2007. They could come back. What when when you were still a guppy? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh no! First festival was phenomenal. There's a lot to talk about tonight. About first festival, we got a few stories we need to talk about. We got a special guest coming in the next part of the show, Grace Losher. Yes, yes Losher. Losher, like, and then, uh, and then you know she's supposed to be with Jordan Moore, but Jordan couldn't make it, so it's just gonna be Grace. Uh, we're gonna be playing a couple other tr- tracks, and then uh, talking to her and seeing what she has going on. Um, but back to first festival. Got to give a big shout out to Tony and Corey working the security team. Yes, Corey, because <laughs> two Corys always make it right. Uh, no, it was awesome. There was a lot going on at First Festival. There were some funny security stories um, about one where three teenagers dressed for prom show up with a corsage and are trying to barter to get in. They were. <laughs> I didn't hear what they were trying to trade to get in, but they were trying to trade goods in order to get in. Yeah, uh, I and heard then, about that one. And then there was also this dude and chick that were trying to, you know, trade drugs in order to get in. But you know, the 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 this is where I have to say, like, I don't know if I, you know, I need to be talking about this, but I, I want to talk about this part. Because I'm not going to say who in security or whatever, you know, what was going on. But I have to say this to the Sacramento PD. You guys are a bunch of blank holes. Normally, I'm all about supporting our police department because, you know, a good majority of them do serve and protect. And, they you know, help you out when you need to. And when you have a flat tire on the side of the road, there's a one in ten... Officers actually get out and help a woman change their tire and stuff, you know. 
And it's just like to hear what I heard go down is just sick and wrong. And the fact that there were a group, there were two people trying to sell the the Mary J to to younger kids, a younger class of, of kids. I don't know the set age. I'm just being vague and everything. And mysterious. But this is what the officer said when security notified them that they were selling to a younger class that it is on their side of the fence, so it's their problem, not theirs, as police officers. And when (sighs) our security replied back with the most badass comment ever, well, when they die or OD on whatever's laced in their drugs, I'm going to throw the body over the fence, then it will be your problem. Exactly. Because to me, it doesn't matter that marijuana is legal now, especially when they're selling it to people that are under the age of 21. That makes it illegal, and the SAC PD should be standing up and doing something. Selling it unless you're a vendor at all is illegal, so. And it's it's just not right that, you know, they just like, oh, well, it's just a little bit of pot. What do we care? It's like, well, well no, because you got to take in the fact that, yeah, there are sick freaks out there that love to lace yes. things and hide other drugs within yes. stuff. And, you know, they get off on, you know, somebody dying from it or whatever the case may be. Exactly. And then it, it becomes a huge problem. And it is the Sacramento Police Department's problem. And what are they getting paid for? Standing on the other side of the fence? Yeah. In they want to oh, pick and choose what they want to like. Only, uh, w- only thing we want to do is catch dr- DUI drunk people driving out of the events. We don't care about doing real police work. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I support the police department 100% 90% of the time. You know, yes. like I, I'm a huge advocate for police. You know, I think they do our community a great service when they actually do their job and protect and that's what it is, to serve and protect. You're yeah. not really protecting anybody by saying, oh, well, it's that side of the fence, that's your job. Even though the people that were selling it were on your side of the fence, sir. It's in the city limits. Even if it's in the city limits, the, the, the people that were tr- same people that were selling to younger kids were the ones trying to gain access in for their same product. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they, they were just standing around looking like a bunch of... Like guards, like but the our guards they weren't really were doing, doing way better. They were just standing there with their but arms folded. Enough of that. I just wanted to get that out there that you know, if somebody's listening in the SAC PD, check your dudes, man. Tell them what their job is. Make sure they have their job prescription description down. Prescription, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm I'm a little flustered. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but other than that, you know, first festival was phenomenal. There was over 3,000 in pre-sale tickets. That's awesome. I won't lie. I was working the event. We we had mucho, mucho bank drops to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> First Fest was, was off the hook. There were so many people out there. They ran out of beer everybody at one station. Like, everybody at all the booths and everything were, like, really nice. Everyone was happy. Yep. Everyone was having a great time. All the bands did a phenomenal job. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I want to give a few shout-outs to a couple of the bands. I don't know which bands you guys saw that you guys liked, 
But um, the Moans put on a phenomenal show. Yeah. Some Fear None. Oleander. Oleander, headliner Saturday night, killed it. Mm-hmm. And producer Jade had awesome photos. And I got a pic from Oleander. That was pretty cool. Oleander? Yeah. Oleander. <laughs> Oleander. <laughs> now, I forget who was talking about that joke. Um, <laughs> but Surviving the Era, they had a phenomenal set. And then At Both Ends, mm-hmm. they... The at both ends was like you know O kicked off Sunday morning and then at both ends followed them and at both ends just had everyone dancing around. They had a mosh pit going on at freaking noon or it was like twelve twelve thirty or something like that. They went on and they were already getting the mosh pit started. Uh, let's see here. There were Skylar's pool was awesome. One like Chuck remix. I am strikes. Uh, you know, Be Brave, Bold Robot. Simple Jack was really good. I know Jade loved Simple Jack. Yeah, I also really loved Remix. I got to have, like, a heart-to-heart with the main singer. And then Erdem, cool. those talented bunch of little little firecrackers jumping around and, and like, screaming their hearts out. Erdem mm-hmm. always puts on an awesome show. Uh, California Riot Act, they put on a great show. They went ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I like them a lot. Um. You know, Jason and Gov and Gove. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know his artwork was like artwork was his artwork was really what was getting people's attention to. I mean, he put on a great show, but his artwork was just phenomenal. Like I have not seen his artwork before. And Arden Park Roots closed out Sunday and they put on an amazing show as well. And, you know, just so many bands and I I didn't get to see them all because, you know, I was working. Jade was going around taking <sighs> photos and you know, she was catching the bands. Pinky caught some bands. Producer Pepper di- caught some bands. Um, but uh, you uh, see that there's a lot of work that goes on at that festival. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, at both ends, the singer, his name's Eugene, right? Yeah, or he, just call him Gene. Yeah, Gene. he had the cutest little son with the cutest <gasps> mohawk, and they he was so polite. They had matching mohawks, and 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 it was really, it was really cute. We gave them water guns. <laughs> he had to come <laughs> back for a second one for his sister. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we were out there. We had a booth, and we were pushing the bag of LIFO. Whoop, whoop. Which we had a, I had like this m- old school glass milk bottle that uh, we were taking donations in. Uh, we were spinning a wheel. You could win a prize. Um, you know, we're actually going to break open that bottle. I think later at the end of the show, we're going to break it open, and I think we'll see about getting some Facebook Live stuff going on to where you can catch it. Or we'll record it and then post it on Facebook, one of the two. And then, uh, you know, we'll see how much money we raised to go out and actually buy some products. There were so many people. The community was awesome. They were making donations. They were finding out how they can help. Um, we actually made a lot of good connections within the Sacramento community yes. to where people yes. are going to be helping out. With the bag of life, and then a few of our other fundraisers we got going on too. Um, so, we're definitely going to talk about that. I mean, what else was going on at First Fest? There was so much. Oh, there were people on boats trying to come ashore, uh-huh. and oh, security yeah, huh? had to give them the boot. <laughs> Can I just yep. share a story that I witnessed? What? What'd you witness? So there was this like sixty-seven-year-old guy with like a beard, and he just obviously looked like older. And he kind of just fell and rolled down the hill on the way to, like, the second stage. And it was just funny. 
Like, was he okay? Was he <laughs> no, hurt? It's, no, it's, he it's just it's like. It's funny. He fell. Oh my God. No, he had a heart he, attack and died. You know, he come wasn't on. Hurt. What, what? He literally just rolled down the grass and then got back up. Oh, so he like. Let's see. He like was he rolling to it. the stage. So he was just like, forget this. I ain't walking. I'm going to yeah. roll. <laughs> it's faster if wow. you roll. Wow. I was like, oh my gosh. Did <laughs> he fall on purpose? Like, what? Rolling. Yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Anyways, so yeah, it was it was it was so much fun and and there was a lot of people there. Um, I <coughs> I saw somebody scaring a dog with a taser. That made me really upset. Yeah, tell me you you, you mentioned something that there was some jerk off that was like like these do- two dogs went to go like fight and the, the it was a German Shepherd and a Blue Nose and um the, it's obviously they're trying to see who's the alpha dog or whatever and yeah. the owners were restraining them or whatnot but then the one um lady that owned the other dog came up to the other one while she was consoling her dog and somebody else had the german shepherd like off to the side and and she was kneeling down by the blue nose petting her and everything and then she put the taser right there and didn't tase her but like it scared right next her to it to scare yeah see that's, and that's i did bogus. not like that why didn't all. you did you contact our security team, our top flight security for the weekend. It happened Did so fast, PETA? and then they were like gone, and and I didn't call know if I PETA. Could leave. There was nobody else at the booth, and I didn't. At know that if I could moment, leave right it. there, I would definitely call PETA. Like yeah. I, 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 I hate you, PETA, but against animal cruelty like this, I, I would have definitely phoned like a if friend. Like if if somebody did that to my dog because it wasn't the lady that owned the dog that did it. It was the other lady that owned the other dog that did it to that lady. Oh, see, so you didn't tell me that crap. Yeah. See, I would, I would have liked to know who that was because I would have gone and punched her in the face and then tased her. Which and one of the, the dogs? The owner, I don't care. The owner didn't like seem like she minded Did she even her, know? But Did yeah, she, she witness it? She was kneeling down, petting her dog. Then the other ki- lady comes over and kneels down and pets her dog too and then did the taser. And it really upset me. Like, I don't like that kind of stuff at all. If anybody did that to my dog, oh my gosh, it'd be hoo-hoo. Yeah, I'll put mm-hmm. a shock collar on somebody and beep it a lot. Yeah, they like it. <laughs> Beep it a lot. Or it's whatever. not a car alarm. Okay, I will whatever. Trigger it. Yes. Set it off. Set it off. But yeah. I was trying to find the pictures. Is it on this page or the other page? No, it's on the distortion page. On the Facebook Yes. Okay. Go to Facebook.com backslash the distortion. You can catch all the pictures from First Festival that the lovely Jade post that took the photos and then i posted them uh and you can catch out you know i think she's going to be our you know number one photographer for now on um thanks i'd like to thank the academy and my mother <laughs> and yeah for and my dog yeah <laughs> he's pretty cool <laughs> never mind the person that you know oh and and i guess my manager Corey. Wow. That I mean <laughs> he owns the camera, but I mean <laughs> But no, it was it was an awesome event, family friendly, everyone was getting along. Like I said, there was only maybe a handful of bad egg stories of people trying to get in um for free and you know, there was the one drug thing and then I guess the the dog issue but other than that everyone loved it everyone we talked to loved the festival they loved the setup the three stages um the way they were placed out all the food vendors to the crafts and and you know merch booths that were out there you know the art setup there was amazing arts uh free art fridays 
I believe is what it was called. You get a yeah. free piece of art, and then you tag the artist to it in Instagram, and uh, you can get like a free piece of art. You can check that out. At, I believe it's freeartfridays.com mm-hmm. or freeartfridays on Facebook. Um, and it's just, it was awesome because there were comedians out there. There was yeah. a podcast going on. There was artists. There were, you know, bands playing. And it was just a huge array of, like, later on we're going to be playing um, some poetry overlapping guitar work in a song, in a track, or whatever you want to call it. And with, you know, Grace coming in. And it was just an array of everything that it just overlaps. It's all art, yeah. you know, and, and they're all in entertainment and basically just trying to get their performance out there, get their art, get their music, their lyrics, their poems. And it was just a fun event, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and there, there's nothing else like it in Sacramento. Yeah. And this is its third year. And, it's and did you hear about the announcement that she made? Right now, there's an Indiegogo. Yes. And right now, what they're trying to do is make First Festival for the fourth year be free. Yeah. Free admission. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So it would be Oops. open to the public for free. <sighs> Who does that? What festival out there is free? Tell me. I know the Sack Music Festival is happening next month. Was it next week or week after next for Memorial Day? That's a huge old festival. That's not free. Not free. Aftershock's not free. Not free. Nope. You know, there, there's there's Owl Fest coming up. There's mm. Vet Stock. There's all these different festivals coming up. All there's Vacation not free. Fest. <laughs> all not free. I guess we're the best then. Well, if, if it works out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if. All First Fest happens yes. to where it wants to be free, and it happens, you know, it's going to set a change off in the huge festival community, and and it's going to be a game changer. And uh, we got to get going into some music real quick, but we're going to be back. Uh, we got a couple stories for you. Um, when we come back from our next segment, right now our next segment we come back to, we're going to have the lovely, amazing Grace gracing us with her presence uh, mm-hmm. right here on Distorted Nation. And uh, right now we're going to go out into some Stone Shower. Pinky's Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. Little man crush over there. Love him. Uh, (laughs) So you are listening to Distorted Nation on 96.5 FM. KUBU. Where you can be you. The voice of Sacramento. Hallelujah to your body. Hallelujah to every imperfect cell that calls the doorbell of your heartbeat home. Hallelujah to every cellulite-drenched, wrinkle-ridden, overweight, underloved inch of skin that has velcroed to your bones. Never ignore the poems etched into your veins. If you could read God's palm, you'd find a psalm that was written in your name. It's okay to celebrate pain. It's okay to laugh when they lower the casket to the ground. Laughter is just another sound, a way to say I'm part of this human condition, a way to give yourself permission to set your flaws free. See, when you are trapped 
Behind the bars of pimple purgatory when you worship a piece of glass and agree to pay the penance of always looking down when the only way out is to backstroke through the river of your own tears. Remember that your body does not come with a zipper for a reason. It was not meant to be thrown in the wash and cleansed of its history. Remember that your laugh lines put the Grand Canyon to shame. Remember that whether you're dressed in tinfoil or armor, harm can still get to you. Remember that a scale spits out only numbers and your beauty cannot be defined by a decimal point. But also remember that you are a lover of the difficult. And while there is nothing more difficult than convincing yourself to wake up each day, I think you should keep living. I think you should keep giving in to all things beautiful because your heart is too full to live a life that's half empty. Plenty of people have been where you are. Plenty of people are seeing bombs where they once saw stars, but you have always known hope to be woven into your scars whether you like it or not. I like having you Can you hear the sound of all of these oceans crashing around my head? You were brought into this world wearing your own guts on the outside of your skin. Don't try to leave it any other way. Apologize to your body for letting unworthy hands hold it at night. Apologize for demanding there is a right way to be reflected in a mirror. Apologize for ever letting someone convince you that there is a curve on your body sexier than your own smile. Do not let anyone who does not believe in stardust wrap a planetary ring around your finger. Linger a little longer in the moment when you learn that fractions put together can become a whole, become whole with me. See, the humans, like flowers, need both the sunshine and thunderstorm to survive when you are tired of the shame stopping you from walking outside. Remember that every moment of weakness is an opportunity to practice bravery. I like having you home. Can you hear the sound of all of these oceans crashing my head? Let no one talk us down from the ledge. Let no one force us to pledge allegiance to a God who we don't know. Let no one show you that looking in a mirror should be met with fear. Let everyone hear me when I tell you your body is not a burden. Your skin is more sacred than scripture and your freckled flaws make a roadmap that will always lead you back home. The fact that our mouths can whisper a poem in the middle of a hurricane is a goddamn miracle. Don't you dare look past that. So tap a little louder with those holy feet. Love a little harder with that trembling heart and be a little kinder to the package your soul is wrapped in. Hallelujah to your body. Because you didn't become beautiful. You always were. All right, we are back with Distorted Nation. And that was, it's something new to Distorted Nation. We haven't had any artists like this before. And I haven't really seen an artist like this before until uh, we were out at the Sounds for Safety 2017. And Grace and Jeremy? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> I, I, I'll, yeah, sorry, Jordan. I don't know why I wanted to say Jeremy. And, uh, you guys were there doing a poetry while he was playing guitar and it was just an awesome mixture. And I, like, like I said, I've never really experienced anything like that, you know, in my music history of my background. And it just like, 
took me by surprise and I just thought it was so cool that I wanted to get you out here and find out what exactly is going on. So Grace, introduce yourself because I would told like I just messed up Jordan's name. I would butcher <laughs> your last name. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much mm. to Distorted Nation for having me here. Um, my name is Grace Losher. So Losher. Like, yeah, like, okay. like kosher with an L. Um, yeah, and then Jordan Moore uh, is the awesome guitarist and singer-songwriter who I play along with at the show. So thanks for having me here today. Nice. Thanks for coming out. Um, I know you have so much going on as we were talking yeah. in the little pre-show, you know, party that we were having waiting for <laughs> you know co-hosts and stuff to show up earlier whatever <laughs> <laughs> i didn't call you out at the beginning of the show so i'm gonna call you out now okay okay my bad i'm sorry you know if you have traffic had traffic okay i got off at the wrong freaking exit because i was flustered trying to get here too fast <laughs> and then i got on this back road and i didn't know where i was cut me some slack okay well you're at the studio now so <sighs> it's, it's all okay <laughs> And, and <sighs> it, now, if you had stayed, you know, with us at the end of First Festival, I would allow it because I was completely wiped out. I would but have you done weren't. a lot of recycling. <laughs> uh, all right. But enough about that banter. Let's get back to Grace. <laughs> all right. So where did the concept of this come from? Like the reading a poem while or citing a poem, I should say, because you had it all in your head. Uh as as Jordan was playing guitar in your background and then him kind of doing the chorus or the harmony or, you know, in the background in between, like how did that concept come to you? Sure. Well, one, I have to say, we're certainly not the inventors of that concept. There are artists out oh, there. Oh, I'm sure there yeah. are. I'm just I'm just saying I you're the first one I've seen and yeah. I've been to a lot of events mm -hmm. in my lifetime, but obviously not enough to where I've witnessed this. Definitely. And it's not super common if you go on iTunes and, and search spoken word. There's not a lot that comes up, um, particularly with musical accompaniment, particularly with um, yeah, singing as well. And then one consistent artist. Um, and I think poetry and, and kind of performance poetry or spoken word in general uh, works really well with music because it's so naturally lyrical and naturally rhythmic um, that for me it really brings out a whole different kind of energy when I get to play with music and um, and so when Jordan and I started playing together it also inspired different writing and different ways of reading it even or reciting it out loud um, and then he and I met I played for a little while with another friend um, my roommate and, and one of my best friends we played uh, just kind of fun in our living room and started playing at open mics together she plays guitar and then I met Jordan at one of those open mics and he approached me and said let's jam out together sometime so we did just for fun and then just kind of went from there that's that's awesome so how long have you been actually performing Let's say this. How long have you been writing your poems and citing your poems as opposed to how long have you also been doing this guitar work with your poetry? Sure, sure. So I've only I've been writing, you know, my whole life, but I've only been seriously writing, if that's what you can call it, even serious um, for maybe about two years um and starting to read a little bit and, and perform a little bit and then just about a year and a half ago incorporated any music at all um and that was with my friend gabby who played guitar with me and then just i 
guess it's been, I don't know, maybe eight months or so that I met Jordan and that we started performing together. That's that's awesome. Have you always been in Sacramento? Um, no, no. I'm originally an East Coaster um, and I'm from Washington, D.C. and then moved here about three weeks ago really to do social work so the poetry is on the side um, and my passion is working with youth working with folks experiencing homelessness um, and kind of in that field and then doing poetry to stay sane well since you mention it I'm gonna make you give yourself a shameless plug <laughs> you have your own nonprofit. So I work for this awesome nonprofit in Sacramento called Waking the Village that runs a few different programs. And then I run one of the programs underneath that, um, kind of in that umbrella called the Creation District. And so Waking the Village works with homeless youth, um, youth all over. And then the Creation District kind of specifically focuses on doing like arts and social justice empowerment with those youth. Where can people find out more information about that? Like, do you have a website? Yeah, so um, we have a larger agency website, uh, wakingthevillage.org. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Waking the Village. And then I, um, there's a website for the Creation District. That's just www.thecreationdistrict.com. Also, we have a Facebook, the Creation District. All right, so make sure to give them a like. <laughs> Thank you. So, so how, sorry, how do you like California so far? I love California secretly. I hope that nobody on the East Coast ever hears this, but I love it more. <laughs> I love it here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. You I haven't been I'm here on the summertime when it's 116 yet, though. <laughs> no, I have. It's my third year. Oh, really? So, yeah, I just try to escape to the coast and stand in front of my air conditioner and rub yeah. ice cubes all over my body. Well, that's <laughs> cool. So what uh, now I know you were saying just a minute ago that you love sacramento and the fact that there's so much culture and like things to do here in town um where are, where do you normally perform don't you have a show coming up pretty soon yeah so um i have a show coming up on may 19th that's a friday at shine um which is in downtown sac an awesome little cafe by day kind of music show venue by night um and so that show starts at 8 p.m and it's also a fundraiser for a local organization black lives matter so it's a benefit show um and all the funds will help them start their freedom school that they're doing this summer which is awesome check that out and then otherwise, um, just kind of all over lately this past month, um, I've performed at Luna's um, and then the Sounds for Safety uh, Harlow show. You also said there was a, another one you had like a speak. Oh, yeah. OK, so I run in or co-host with two other awesome individuals. Um, I'll give a shout out to Matt Walsh and HK Poet. Um, we, the three of us, co-host an open mic um, called Speak Out Sacramento. And that's on the first and third Wednesdays of the month, also at Shine downtown. Um, starts at 8 p.m. And you can check us out at speakoutsacramento.org and uh, also our Facebook page, Speak Out Sacramento. Right on. Now, you have an album out yes uh what is the album name it is called some call it holy and is this your first like record you guys put out or do you have other past albums that 
no this is really it yeah kind of we just started playing together and it was really fun and we were making a lot of music and a lot of poetry all at once and so I said let's throw this into an album and we did it pretty fast and yeah just released it just came out it's on iTunes Spotify and in the trunk of my car (laughs) (laughs) so if you catch her out driving around or out at one of the events you can hit her up and figure out how to get one of them awesome cds and maybe have them sign it because uh i did and it's on my wall in the studio just saying it's what was where it should be with you guys don't don't worry though the cd is actually not in the case it is i already ripped it to the computer so that way you know we can play these tracks good, good. i hope so so um where where do you guys see you taking yourselves like you were mentioning something about possibly a tour. Yeah, we've been talking about maybe doing a little little album release tour um, maybe this summer, early fall, up um, up kind of the northern west coast. Maybe it's still in the early stages, but we have some connections there, um, folks who would be interested. So be on the lookout. Yeah, be on the lookout. I'll keep you posted. And where, can, where would you be keeping them posted at? What's your faculties that everyone can reach you mm. at? So I'm I'm not super formal, but I have a website that's um, called gracemakesstuff.com. And um, that's usually where I post. You can also find my album. You can buy it off the website. And um, I post my poetry on the website and um, blog and a few other things. And so I kind of will put updates on there as well as just on my personal Facebook page, Grace Losher, Jordan's, Jordan Moore. Um, we'll post the stuff on there. All right. So be on the lookout for that. So is there anything um, like special? You have the show coming up on the 19th. Mm-hmm. I- is there anything else in the f- near future coming up to check you out at? Not in the near future. We're kind of at the tail end of the things we've been doing around Sacramento. Um, and this is the last thing we have planned in SAC uh, in the next couple months. So when you're writing your poetry, I mean, obviously it's, you know, personal stuff you've experienced and everything but like is there a special part of time in your life that these poems come from when you're writing or is it like just as it happens right now what things you're going through like where does your inspiration come from Mm. well Jordan and I have this joke that um, a lot of my poetry talks about uh, kind of like overcoming depression and so the idea is like life sucks but we can do it and Jordan says his music's kind of like life sucks and we can't do it um, <laughs> so t- together uh, we try to make some kind of uh, commentary or acknowledgement to um, the difficulties the tragedy but also the humor in living um, so I'd say most of most of my stuff is about um, just kind of like overcoming, working through, processing the difficult bits of life. Um, And then also a lot of uh, my inspiration comes from the youth I work with, young people who are also going through a lot, a lot of them dealing with some pretty serious depression and wellness issues. And um, I'd say most of the things I write um, are kind of odes to them and and how much they teach me and show me and yeah, keep me going and inspired to to live through the hard stuff. So obviously, Hallelujah is about you know being happy with who you are and you know the body mm-hmm. that you're in and you know don't worry about like you know people talking mm-hmm. like violin. 
Where, where does violin come from? Okay, so there's the occasional breakup poem. <laughs> Everyone has to have a couple. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that one kind of came from, I say that it's really difficult to live with um, depression, but it's probably uh, just as hard, if not harder sometimes, to be the partner of someone living with depression. Mm. And um, so that's kind of what I was writing about it may not even show through in that poem, but that was kind of where my inspiration came from was a particular relationship and, and that experience and looking back on it um, with joy and reverence and hope for their happiness, my happiness as well. Because, like I said, violin uh, is the song that really just, like, I think you played it, I think you played it second. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah you so. played it second at the Sounds for Safety, and that one was the one that just, like, grabbed me and pulled me into, like, you know, like, Oh, what's going on up there at the stage? Okay, <laughs> I gotta watch this, and just your 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 words that the way you you know describe everything and any rhymes and I don't know. I want to say lyrics, sure. but I, I don't. I can, can I can I just say lyrics? That's I know it's totally not like fine. technically. <laughs> You know, I it's more of a poem. <laughs> I'm not pretentious. Whatever fits, it's fine. Like, your lyrics, just the way your wording and everything fits together, like, it, it just, it grips you. And, and I think that's where, you know, I was like, I want you guys on the show, even though Jordan's not here. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, he sends <laughs> Next love. time. Yeah. Next time. Because uh, I would like to have you guys come back out and both be on the show. Yeah. And um, maybe even perform live. Yeah, we'd love to, of course. You know, if that's cool with you guys. Um, but like I said, violin, I don't know. It just, it just gripped me and just your wording. And we're going to play that here in just a minute. Um, so why don't you go back and give out your faculties one more time to where people can find you. And then if they have any questions, they can, you know, ask you directly or sure. about the fundraisers or your music or what's going on. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm a, a jack of all trades and I do all of them um, kind of like mediocre. So <laughs> ch check them out. My website is gracemakesstuff.com um, and you can find the poetry, upcoming dates, um, any other things I'm doing on there. Um, and then my uh, nonprofit world, the awesome nonprofit I work for and I'm doing is called Waking the Village. And you can learn more about that at www.wakingthevillage.org and on Facebook for Waking the Village. And then my particular program is the Creation District, which you can find thecreationdistrict.com and the Creation District on Facebook. And then feel free to just um, add me or follow me personally on Facebook. Uh, I'm not cool enough to have a band page, but Grace Losher is where I post upcoming show stuff as well and ditto with jordan moore and then catch him out this next saturday yes, next saturday the 19th at shine yes may 19th 8 p.m awesome cause for black lives matter benefit show come out support the community it'll be a good time we're also playing with um the philharmonic uh who's an amazing musician who's playing at concerts in the park as well and um and yes who's a local uh performance poet will also be kind of hosting and doing a small set all right well thank you so much for coming out and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you have coming up in the next few months and uh, hopefully get both of you guys back out here awesome thanks Corey. thank you so much <laughs> anytime and uh right now we're gonna go out on my favorite song violin it's okay to say a song right go ahead <laughs> whatever works <laughs> all right and you're listening to distorted nation on 96.5 fm
KUBU. Where you can be you. The voice of Sacramento. Before a noose became a noose, it was just a piece of rope. It's things like this that give me hope, that we're all just dancing around on this crater waiting for the chance to become something greater than what this life turned us into. You were just an Adam before you were born, like Adam and Eve you were torn from the roots of your mother's flesh and stretched so far at birth that just your own entrance felt more like a closed door and you forgot all the things you knew before, like what color miracles are or how far one has to go to find herself to remind herself that it wasn't too long ago that you were hungry for stars. Now your eyes are a leaking pipe, and to this day, you can't patch that hole right, so at night, you leave out a bucket so you can collect your tears. If I'm ever going to leave this world behind, I'm disinclined to do it quietly, so wherever you are, I hope you're happy. Your cheeks always look like stained glass when you cry, which makes me wonder why your eyes don't rise at the Sistine Chapel when they're dry. Because I hear that Michelangelo guy can paint a decent ceiling, but wouldn't know shit about healing unless he knew about falling from his ladder. But you know about hearing the earth shatter. You knew about trying to survive by hiding from the outside before you mastered your ABCs or how to climb trees. You knew that some things you have to believe to see. We were 23. That summer we smoked so much pot that even an astronaut would say, that's too high. The same summer I said I'd rather die than take space from you, I cried. Has Apollo 13 taught us nothing other than when people go, they blow up and decombust? You said, love, I know this is tough, but must you be so dramatic? And I said, static electricity is an imbalance of charges within a material, and if we're all just bacteria on this planet, then you're leaving would throw off the balance, and his flubber taught us nothing other than don't play with science, so stay. But you were always one for defiance, so you said, no, I gotta go. But before I do, write me a poem. So I took a pen to your throat and I wrote. Before a kite became a kite, it was just a piece of paper that wasn't cut right. And before the world knew you, it was just a bully throwing rocks at God, saying, is this the best you can do? So wherever you are, I hope you're smiling. I've never been good at much, but getting that curve to erupt upwards across your face so God could trace the line to keep it in his collection and say, oh, So this is perfection. I know that when God made your heart, he said, I'm going to start charging for my creations because not even salvation itself is as beautiful as this life right here. The day you were born, God had himself a beer for the first time, said, usually I prefer wine, but you are like Bud Lightning in a bottle and I want to go full throttle towards you. My mama raised me saying, do as the good Lord would do. So I'll head towards you too. I can't say you're a goddess because I don't believe in deities and I want to believe in you. But wherever you are, I hope you're smiling. Before a pencil became a pencil, it was just the stencil of a seed that grew into a tree, but never believed that it would help someone read someday. I know we agreed one day that I would back off and let you have the say on whether or not you still found value in living. But my grandmother told me that giving second chances taste like butterscotch. Just watch the way someone's lips will curve into a smile if you pile on reasons you believe in them. It's not a sin that I want you to hold me the way you held your first violin. I want you to begin by striking the bow against my skin. I want you to play me like a church hymn that sinned the night before it got to the choir. I want you to know that you and I are both hardwired to do stupid things. 
but dust off your heartstrings and flip the record that sings I'm ready for round two because it was you who told me that love was in the details so I never failed to notice that when we were holding hands I couldn't tell where my fingers ended and yours began before people were people they were just a pile of cells which tells me that we were all once a part of each other just fluttering around in space with no trace of my body or your body floating away just everybody looking for a reason to stay so I know it's been a while but wherever you are I hope you're reading this I hope you're smiling I was telling, I don't care if it's turned off. I was just saying it better be turned off or else the Bag of Life donation bottle isn't going to be the only thing I smash this evening. <laughs> wow. And on I that know, note, I so animated today. Again. Very animated today. <laughs> what? I, I had a couple hours sleep since, okay, I slept all day Monday. After first fest, all day I Monday I was pretty much asleep. So, anyways, now you know. Speaking of sleeping all the time, now let's get into the. Uh, we soon. say goodbye. That's too rude. Is it too soon? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. You know what I say to too soon? Adulkin with your life because they obviously can't do theirs. Wow. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. I'm still torn about Michael Jackson. You were good, kid. Real good. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid. You never go wrong. Right up!
All right, so we kind of got to move fast because the show's kind of out of line here. But we have Stephen Holcomb died May 6th at the age of 37, Olympic gold medal bobsled driver. Would you like to join my bobsled team? Oh, man. Uh, Stephen Holcomb, uh, Olympic champion bobsled driver, died Saturday, May 6th uh, in Lake Placid, New York. Doesn't say he was eaten by an alligator though, so it's all good. Oh, how did he die? Uh, it didn't say yet. Okay. We're still waiting to hear. Uh, we got Stanley Weston. Now this guy, you may not know the name, but you'll know his product. He is the licensing pioneer who is called the father of GI Joe action figures. Oh, oh man! My uh, God. He passed away at the age of eighty-four on May first. Um, we have George Irvine. He passed away on May 8th at the age of 69. Uh, former pro player who coached NBA's Indiana and Detroit teams. Um, uh, he's, he passed away of cancer, according to multiple news sources. Uh, then we have the death of Robert A. Wilson, father of the actors, Owen and Luke Wilson. Oh. That Hansel is so hot right now. <laughs> um, he passed away. I guess he was also... Uh, he was the father of Owen and Luke, but he also had the Dallas area public television show. Uh, he was also a public executive television show. Uh, passed away of Alzheimer's. Oh. That's sad. So, and then we have the biggest one. Big literally black Christopher oh. Big Black Boykin. Yeah. Big from Robin Big passed away at the age of forty five. I wonder what that They're was. They're still saying I I've looked it up. I haven't seen anything come out on why he passed away yet. Um I wonder if it was like health issues because of his weight or something. I'm guessing his weight. Um mm. but he was, you know, from Robin Big, Rob Deirdrick. and I saw him get a pedicure on there and it was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but if any yeah. ever anyone remembers, you know, the skateboarding bulldog yep. and then, you know, the mini horse episodes. Are you talking about Chanel? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it uh he passed away at forty five and he leaves behind a nine year old daughter. You Aww. know, that's the whole reason he left the show is to actually go be a father to his kid and raise his kid. Yeah. And it's sad that, you know, he he passed away. Oh. Um, condolences go out to their families, all of the people that passed. And all right, so it is very sad all, to all those families um, of those who passed. But now we got to do another segment, kind of out of order here. We're going to be doing Batman of the Week. Yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Well, this guy was definitely not wearing hockey pads either, but we have Staff Sergeant Eddie Peoples. Yes, Peoples is his last name. Uh, who is Batman of the Week, and it's a pretty badass story. Alright, so in Sarasota, Florida, a man walks into the Bank of America while Eddie Peoples 
uh, is home on leave with his two sons, his two children, uh, in the bank. And this dude runs in with a gun, and he starts waving it around at people. And he actually points the gun at his kids. Wow. And this dirtbag is making threats to Eddie. And he tells his kids to get underneath the chairs. And then he pulls, like, the comfy chairs, like, in front of his kids underneath the normal chairs, like, that you can see underneath, you know? Yeah. And kind of makes a barricade. And in the video, too, you can see a lady sitting on the couch while they're, you know, in the little waiting area for the bank to see a teller or whatever. Um, she pulls a table over to block over the ki- ch- children, too. So that's kind of, you know, kind of Robin-esque right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not really helping, but doing a little bit. <laughs> um, so what happens is he threatens to shoot him and tells him not to move. He sees you over there and then points the gun over at the kids. And then the robber runs out, gets in his car, and Eddie runs out of the out of the bank, too, to hop in his car, pulls around and blocks the bank robber in with his van, his minivan, so he couldn't get out. And then the guy gets out of the car with his gun and he's banging on the back door to get behind him. And then as Eddie starts to get out of the car, he's met with the gun being pushed against his forehead. Mm. And at that point, he, he, he straight goes Batman. He takes his wrist, arm locks his wrist, and you know makes him drop the gun out of his hand. And then puts him in a Muay Muay Thai chokehold, is Ah. what he said. And when he picked up the gun, he realized it was a fake gun the whole time. Plastic. So, I nominate Mr. Staff Sergeant Eddie Peoples as Batman of the Week. I mean, who goes after the bank robber, blocks him in, then puts him in a Muay Thai chokehold other than Batman? Well, that guy does because he threatened his kids. And, you know, Eddie Peoples is uh, quoted in saying, you know, he's dealt with the Makata Makata military. Um, Like, he's been fighting, you know, he's fought this militia before. And, like, while he's been, you know, deployed and everything. And so, like, this guy, you know, was nothing to him. And, like, you know, when he's even said in the interview that he did that, you know, it was kind of detrimental once he saw, once he felt the gun pointed to his forehead to, you know, obscure the the projectile to go somewhere else. So that's why he did that little wrist lock and made him drop the gun. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And um, and how much did the guy get a- try to get away with in the cash? Does it say? Uh, d- honestly, all that information in the three stories that I found on this, not even in there. It's all about Eddie Peoples as it should be, kicking yeah. this dude's butt and then capturing him. His kids were probably like, scared, oh no, his, you know, his kids. Uh, it's cute because on the interview, they they're on the couch and they're saying, um, when I, he was saying when he walked back in, his older son goes, "Daddy, did you catch this bad guy?" Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they know that when he goes overseas to fight in the military, that he's over there fighting bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, all right, switching gears again, we have records that came out this week. We have. That just came out yesterday on the 12th. We got the Goo Goo Dolls, You Should Be Happy EP came out. New Kids on the Block. Woo! <laughs> She's all happy about that one. Uh, <laughs> then we have Seether came out with Poison the Parish. Ooh. 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 Ah. Ah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, next week, we got quite a few things coming out, which I do kind of want to throw this out there. Next week, we're going to have the new Linkin Park come out called oh. One More Light. Wow. And I don't know if you've seen anything about Linkin Park in the news lately. No. At least in the music industry. No. So, okay, so we all know about how artists like to, you know, grow and do something different with their music and be more expressive and yes. and, mm-hmm. and not just be the same old shtick. Yes. Yeah. You know, like some of the bands out there that sa- play the same bass riff through all their songs. <laughs> <laughs> I Pinky's know what you're referring to, and I'm not biting like on that. that one. Anyways, uh, Linkin Park came out with a statement uh, to all the people that are like hybrid theory. We want more music like hybrid theory. You know, they want them to scream again. They want them to, you know, be the hardcore they were. Yeah. Get the blank over it. Yep. Move the blank on. Yep. Is what Chester Bennington openly stated to all the Lincoln Park fans. <laughs> you know, if they see feel like they want to do a track where they're screaming and they're young and they're angry again or, you know, whatever their music is, then they'll do it. Yeah. Until then, they're going to do the music they want. Exactly. And, and it's them, you know, the last three Transformer movies, they've had, you know, their singles be like the main song in the movie. They don't want to become stagnant. They want to do something that's going to make them creatively grow. And that's completely understandable. I mean, I- and you can tell that the last few records, you know, have just been getting softer and more like, I don't know how to say, soccer mom. I don't know how <laughs> to say, it. you know, like, like more diverse uh, into where it opens up their listener base to a lot more people. Like, l- like more alternative, you know, like um, more eclectic uh, s- in, in yeah. songs that that soccer moms wouldn't have listened to before, but now they listen to, or bands, I mean, that they would now listen to because they're softer. That's it. I said good day. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! There you go. It's well, what's going on here? Rico. No, no, we're not going anywhere. We still have a show to do. <laughs> sit, you gotta go down. mine jewels, dude. When do we get to smash stuff? Yeah. At the end of the show. Ah. We got one more segment. I have anger issues. I see that. I like to smash things. It's not my fault your phone sucks. Whatever, dude. It's not my fault you got off on the wrong exit. Rah. I've seen her chop a mannequin head in half with an axe before. With a like a baseball Did she swing. hit herself? No. That's a shocker. I can see her injuring herself. I can see you injuring yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a skilled demolition man, just saying. Okay. I'm a skilled, put a flare in your Ever gas tank and run away in slow motion like Bruce Willis and Die Hard expert. Yippee-ki-yay, mofo. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. Let's do Let's do the top five. Let's do the what's going on in the charts. We have Siler debuting at number 50 with Soul Addiction. Bush debuting at number 49 <laughs> with Mad Love. <laughs> number 48 is Cage the Elephant with Cold, Cold, Cold. Must be cold. Uh, it is. Number 47, debuting with Falling in Reverse, Coming Home. Then, this is a kind of a bigger jump. Uh, debuting at number 34 is I Prevail with Alone. And uh, here's your, here's your, uh, your uh, sad news in the charts of the week. Oh. It jumped another two points up uh-huh. next week. Uh, in the next two weeks, we're going to have Metallica with... Now that we're dead, even though I wish they were, 
Rude. <laughs> uh, <My> heart. <laughs> uh, moving up from number 10 to number 8. Then we have number 5 this week. We have, just like last week, Incubus, Nimble Bastard. I'll, I'll just give the bag, let the cat out of the bag. All five of your top five are the same as last week. No different order? Uh, no different order. Incubus, number five with Nimble Bastard. Number four, Mastodon with Show Yourself. Uh, but only if she asks for it. Uh, number three, Star Set for Monster. Uh, number two, we have Seether with Let You Down. And number one, I'm still soaked that they're going strong. We got Papa Roach with Help. And you're listening to Distorted Nation on 96.5 FM. K-U-B-U. Where you can be you. <laughs> the voice of Sacramento. And now, Papa Roach with your number one track in the charts. Help. Help. All right. We are back. Snap into a Slim Jam. I don't know. I know a home <laughs> guy that sounds like that. All right, so it's time for the Hellraiser Marquee. I'll Yee! keep it low-key. <laughs> ha! I got you to do it. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple of shows coming up that we need to talk about. Uh, we have May 16th. We got Blue October at the Ace of Spades, May 19th, Cemetery Sun, Life of 24 Frames, and Zach Van Dyke at Concert in the Park. Also, which we just found out, Grace will be performing at Shine. So make sure to go check them out. Uh, we also have Never Shout Never at the Ace of Spades. Uh, the Nickel Slots, Josh Lane, and The Heartfelt, May 26th at Concert in the Park. Also May 26th, you have the California Roots Festival at the Monterey Fairgrounds with Nas, Dirty Heads, Iration, Ballyhoo, Revolution, Common Kings, and many, many more. Uh, May 28th, we have Lady Antebellum at the Toyota Amphitheater. Then we have June 1st, Bush and the Kickback at the Warfield. June 10th, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald at Thunder Valley. June 15th, John Michael Montgomery at the Cali State Fair. June 16th, Brad Paisley at the Toyota Amphitheater. June 16th, Zug, Simple Creation, Zephyr at the Concert in the Park. June 16th is also Alice Cooper and Skid Row at Thunder Valley. June 23rd, another damn disappointment. Mad Caddies at Concerts in the Park. June 30th. Hope well, actually, hang on. I'm going to cut you off. Ugh. June 23rd through the 25th is also Owl Fest. Oh, I hate birds. Uh, <laughs> Owl Fest is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 23rd through the 25th. And you got Space Rabies. You got California Riot Act. You have Super Mega Everything. You have My Dallas Teens. You have The Rabbles. There are so many bands playing. Check it out. It's a camp out while shows are going on. Also, June 24th, you have Vetstock, which Vetstock yeah, yeah. is a bunch of bands getting together to play for the veterans for Vetrex, which is a nonprofit. Um, so it's a really good cause. Then we have June 30th, Hobo Johnson and the Love Makers on, off, and Sunday school at Concerts in the Park. July 7th, Arden Park Roots, Our People, and Jet at Concerts in the Park. And then we have July 17th, Lita Ford at the California State Fair. July 18th, Bruno Mars at the Golden One Center. 
And just to shoot back real quick, I forgot to mention this one. June 10th and 11th, you have Sinister Creature Con. Yeah. Uh, for all you horror buffs who love horror movies and uh, gore and and zombies and 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 monsters and all <laughs> that. Um, Sinister Creature Con is going to be coming to the Stockton Arena June 10th and 11th. Um, and there's going to be so many different actors and special effects, makeup artists and stuff going on. We will be out there. So make sure to check out SinisterCreatureCon.com for all the deets on what is going on. And yeah. That's going to be awesome. So yeah, we got a, quite a few things. Also, June was it 17th and 18th, we'll have Wizard World Con. Which we will be attending and doing um, press for and interviewing and also checking out all of the comic book artists and actors and stuff that will be out there. And all the different pop culture things going on that has to do with Wizard World Con. And that, and that is your Hellraiser Marquee. So, yeah, there's a lot of things coming to Sacramento and the surrounding area. So, quit your bitching that there's nothing ever to do in Sacramento because there's always, always something to do in Sacramento. So much always going on in Sacramento that I'm just choking wow. on it. Wow. <laughs> there's just so much stuff spewing out of my mouth, I just choke on it. Anyways, enough of that. Uh, no, we're not talking about that story. <laughs> what we are going to talk about is joking. the puke that deserves more than what he's been given, and I hope he does get the book thrown at him. As of right now, he has only received 21 days in home detention with an ankle monitor. But did you see the video of the Florida teen throwing the elderly woman into the pool after body slamming her? Yes. Now, I like how the reports start saying that she tried to break up the party but coming from the horse's mouth she was only trying to get the music turned down and you see the video of this after high school celebration teenagers who were in this community pool within this apartment complex i think it was and yeah. next thing you know you hear one of the pukes start yelling throw her in throw her and this is a 69-year-old Nancy James, okay? She's walking her two Pomeranians, which are around her wrist with the leashes. And this jerk, who is not being named because of his age, uh, even though I think he should totally be, like, you know... Put on blast. Yeah, throwing, having the book thrown at him, uh, comes up, grabs her by the waist, lifts her up, and I know he wasn't... He purposely fell. trying yeah. to body slam her, but when he fell, that's what he ended up doing as if he did a suplex as from the WWE. Off the top of Threw up. her onto the ground, her right leg, I believe, and her left shoulder, the way she landed, are all bruised up. If you've seen the last interview where she's actually interviewed by um, NBC News, I believe. Uh, basically, you know, it was frightening for her. And then as she's on the ground, he picks her up or tries to and like scoots her across the concrete and throws her into the pool with her dogs. And she had just recently had hip surgery too. She had hip surgery. She recently recovered from three strokes and had a stint put in or stints. I can't remember if it was one or two 
uh, less or about a week beforehand. So didn't somebody say that the neighbors called the police because of the commotion or the other? Yes, a lot of people called the cops because, uh, get this, so after he did that, everyone around the pool, all 200 teenagers, decided Scattered, to run. Huh? You know, they just yelled, scramble! Like cockroaches. And then, and then ran. Like, you know, what, what, what? the heck is I mean, that? what happens if she would have drowned or something like you know and it's just you know it w- what if she, yeah you know not even just that what if she drowned but like what if she died yeah her that's what i'm saying like because not just drowned medical, though but like from her medical heart sh- attack or heart whatever. attack or anything like that yeah i mean that. who does that i mean it okay i know a lot of people out there are like oh well you know you're just trying to throw the book at him because it's a racial thing because they were a I bunch of black kids, do that. and it was a white elderly woman. No, it has nothing to do. Take race out of it. Forget that. I want to say, you know what? Hadouken. Hadouken. Uh, make <laughs> sure that goes in there. You know, it has to do with elderly abuse. Yep. You know, he's being charged with. Um, let's see, throwing the woman in the pool. Surrounding picks up. And if it was anybody else, they wouldn't. They would if it was anybody else, they wouldn't say, Oh, that's racial. I mean, come on now. Things happen all the time. Uh I Things, know it's it battery on a person over the age of sixty five or sixty five years or older. That is what he's being charged with. But to me I think there should be animal cruelty for frightening the crap out of those dogs. I think uh elderly abuse should yeah. be in there. And uh endangerment. Too. Endangerment and you know, I don't know. Whatever else they should throw at him. Uh, it has nothing to do with whatever race he was and whatever race she was. It has to do with his age knowing to treat his elders better. With respect. And I think that's something that we can all get behind. Is It's a respect issue for your elders. Exactly. And I understand you know, older people coming over trying to tell you to turn it down or whatever. That's not the chill thing or be like yeah you know the respectful thing to say yes okay we'll turn it down a little bit no you create a youtube video or a facebook post or whatever the hell this video got up on instead and you attack her yeah exactly i've always now i do give it to him in the fact that he turned himself in yes Uh, he will get credit for that that is some good credit towards his way but you know what he shouldn't have done it in the first place and Secondly, he probably only turned himself in because he knew how much crap he was going to get into if he didn't. And he, he was on camera doing it, so obviously they were going to find him eventually. My main anyway. thing is, is if you watch the interview, his lawyer defending him, saying he's a good kid, and, and if everyone can see uh, you know, how good of a kid he is, you know, it'll come to light like how well he is. It's like, no, I think it already came to light that you know, if he was such a great kid, that he he's w- had something evil burrowing in him. Yeah, or, you know, just dying to get out because he let it out when he did this. When you attacked an elderly person. Yes, exactly. Especially an elderly female. And two, get, okay, elderly Pomeranians. The dogs were 12 or 13 years old. So the dogs are old, you know, and, and they're just little yipper dogs. You know, yeah, yep. don't get me wrong. Pomeranians are the devil. They, you know, everything. You ever see Blade Trinity, you know, the vampire Pomeranians or Superman Returns? One Pomeranian ate the other Pomeranian. They're vicious little uh-huh. yippers. But the little punt dogs, they act up. You punt them through the uprights like in football. You just kick them, boom, they're good. Anyways. I've always tried to. Don't actually kick a dog. I will beat the crap out of you if I see you uh-huh. kick a dog or hold a taser next to one. Um, but it's just, 
It's a respect issue. I've always tried to yeah. instill respect and in my ch- in my child and in myself, and and that's the way it needs to be. Because if it stops w- right now with this generation, uh, it's going to be an uh, awful place to live. Your generation, Jade, and younger is. I know. All I hate up. everyone in my generation. They're and all terrible. I, I flip <laughs> out if if they raise their voice to an adult, let alone anything else. You know, being lippy to an adult, let alone grabbing them, throwing them into a pool, an elderly woman, you know, slamming her onto the ground. And it's like all those people, 200 people, not one person stopped to to check to see if she was okay. Yeah, that's not okay. Not one dude had the ounce of decency to jump in there and punch this other kid in the face for putting his hands on her and throwing her to the ground. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's what infuriates me. That's why I want this kid and everyone that was at that party to be charged with something. And yeah. tased with shot collars. You know, it says that he was, <laughs> if I remember straight, he was, they were saying he's an all-star, was it football or basketball player or whatever? Not I hope, I hope, boom, colleges, everybody freaking, he's benched or kicked off the team. No one look at him. He does not deserve crap. Nope. Once again, it is an age thing in respecting your elders just look at it that way because that's something that everyone can get behind Hadouken! trying to make it this Hadouken! Hadouken. Yes. Hadouken. Uh, another thing that's pretty fucked up i said fucked and I'll, you want me to read that one for you do you want to do this one real quick we only I got a couple minutes okay it's... it says woman says united forced her to pee in a cup uh, Nicole Harper says she endured one of the most embarrassing moments of her life when a united airlines flight in april um, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. It wasn't something that I did to be difficult. It was a situation I was put in and handled it the best I could. The mother of two told Fox 4, I get out of my seat to go to the bathroom. The flight attendant gets on the intercom and says I need to return to my seat. She suffers from an overactive bladder and tried several times to go to the restroom, but flight attendants refused to let her up. They very rudely told me that I was not allowed to get out of my seat. And at that point, I said, well, I'm either going to go to the bathroom or you're going to have to give me a cup to pee in or something to her surprise the attendant gave her two cups needing to relieve herself she went right there in her seat it's so degrading because there are par- passengers strangers that i have to basically do this in front of so yes you i don't know what's going on with our airlines what's Between, up with united there's so much stuff going on with that lately with it's with crazy. united you know take it back to southwest kicking kevin smith off because he was too big to fly shut up you don't you if you don't remember that you 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 wow i don't know <laughs> But no, it's 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 bogus. It's 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 sad. And you know, the funny thing in that article is, listen to this. So in that article, she you know she talks about how she was given t- the two cups to take a whiz in. Yes. And she urinates in the cups. Yes. And then the attendant, while still in the descent, escorts her to the bathroom to, to, to empty, empty the, the cups. cups. It's and like, why not just let her get up and go to the bathroom? And then she was ha- forced to hold on to the cups until she got off the plane. You know what I say to that? Blank you. I would throw the cups on the ground or, like, hand them to her and say, here, here's what you got to do. You hold them. Yeah. Like, that's on you. That I would not – you could throw me in jail. You could tase me, whatever. It's going to be get a bigger story. And by the end of this, everything, I'm going to own your airline. Yep, and it, and it also said they weren't even apologetic. They were extremely rude, and then they proceeded to treat her like a criminal for doing it. And, you know, it it is – Okay, the United Airlines released this. Customer safety is always our first priority. Initial reports from the Mesa Airlines flight attendants indicate that Miss Harper attempted to visit the laboratory 
uh, on final descent and was instructed to remain in her seat. Uh, with the seatbelt fastened per FAA regulations. The situation as described by Ms. Harper and our employees is upsetting for all involved. We have reached out to Ms. Harper and our flying partner, Mesa Airlines, to better understand what occurred. What occurred is your airline sucks, and it basically degraded a woman to the point where she had to embarrassly pee in front of a group of people and try to get it in a little cup because we all know women it's harder to get into a little cup than it is a dude, uh, <laughs> you know. And and I would have just you know what I would have said forget the cup I would have gone on the seat. I would have. Then pit- she would have had to sit in it. The rest I of don't the time. care. You know what? Let the smell. Let all of it. It's it, it's it's going to be something worse than actually having somebody look over in the seat and watch me go in a cup and actually get a little flash view of my no no you know instead of <laughs> like. You know, actually just leave my underwear on, sitting in my dress, my skirt, my jeans, whatever, <laughs> going and then standing your seat, making you clean it up for being that much of a douchebag. Douchebag. Good, good answer. I was going to say something worse <laughs> that I had to duke myself for, and I didn't want to do all the editing on that. Yes, <laughs> douchebag. So step, a step up would be to pee in the cup and then pour it on the person. No, that's assault. Oh, yeah. That would be assault. Never mind then. <laughs> because yes. it's bodily fluid. Even even if it's sterile and you can't catch nothing from it, that's still assault. And we got to get out of here. We are in Distorted Nation on 96.5 FM KUBU. Where you can be you. We did it backwards, whatever. The Voice of Sacramento.